Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Bryn Lucas and this is the Autosport Podcast. As the circus rolls on to Italy, we look back at all the happenings from the Italian Grand Prix FP1 and FP2. Who's looking hot, who's looking not, and just how far ahead are Red Bull this time. For the record-breaking RB19 and the record-breaking Max Verstappen, will Monza make it another record? That's 10 in a row for the Dutchman. Well, here to pick through the bones, I'm delighted to have joining me Hayden Cobb, Autosport.com editor. First of all, Hayden, great to see you. Thanks for having me. Hope you're well. I am indeed. I am indeed. Well, let's start picking through it with the easiest question of all. What have we learned from today's practice sessions? I think today has been, and we've not had this for a while, a normal Friday. There's no rain, no sprint race format to to only give us one practice session. That does sort of mean that it's been a little on the dull side, you could say, but thankfully free practice too gave us a bit more to to talk about. Carlos signs in the Ferrari topping FP2 ahead of uh, Lando Norris and Sergio Perez. But Perez ended the day in the gravel trap, getting it round the other, wrong way around at Parabolica, denting his rear wing on the barrier uh, and therefore coming to a stop. Uh, no major damage done. And he has literally just called it his best Friday in a while. So, I mean, putting a literal spin on it is uh, is, is good is good for him. But um, yes... Still there or thereabouts. It does seem that this that's RB19 that is an incredible machine, as you mentioned earlier, uh, still has that unbelievable pace, but they, they certainly make the compromise when it comes to qualifying because the out-and-out speed isn't quite there on a single lap. Uh, Verstappen, he ended the FP2 fifth, but uh, got held up by quite a lot of traffic on his, on his fast laps. So, yeah, qualifying will be very, very intriguing, I think, tomorrow. It will be. You've just touched upon the traffic there, and that was a big issue, wasn't it, with, with drivers having to try and negotiate through the traffic a lot. And we think that's probably going to be something that happens a fair bit when it comes to quali tomorrow. I just want to touch upon that bit about Sergio Perez. Every time Perez has a spin, every time there's a moment, everyone says, oh, he's really feeling the pressure. I'm not sure when you're in a car and you're doing those laps, you know, you're, you're putting yourself under a huge amount of pressure, more so just because of the situation around you. But other drivers there, if we just look at Lance Stroll, for example, he didn't go out 
out in the car in FP1 and he got, well, he didn't get a full lap round on a flying lap, did he? No, that's right. He was, yeah. So he was on the sidelines for first practice because uh, Felipe Drogovic was in his car for the FP1 rookie driver runs. And then, yeah, like you say, Stroll gets in his car for FP2, looking to make up for, for lost time uh, out early. And yeah, on his outlap, uh, his Aston Martin shuts down with a suspected fuel system issue. Uh, that's what the team have reported and effectively, yeah, gave uh, Lance Stroll a whole three quarters of a lap of Monza on his Friday. So he's immediately on the on the back foot through through largely, well, in fact, none of no fault of his own. He comes into this weekend in a, in a strange sort of speculation that has been sort of pushed away and, 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 and shrugged off by the Aston Martin team of him potentially looking at life away from F1 and perhaps not quite uh, enjoying it as much anymore. Um, and Aston Martin sort of sounding out potential replacements. But um, no, uh, Mike Crack spoke to the media on Thursday to, to affirm that he will be their driver for 2024. That is that is confirmed. Whether that changes for 2025, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll roll on and, and, and see what comes of it. But um, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of work to do on Saturday morning to, to try and catch up, which is not easy, uh, like you say, with the traffic and uh, all the issues that will come on FP3. So what do we look for in FP3 tomorrow then and, and qualifying as well? Because obviously, you know, Max is up there, isn't he? Will he be able to bank at a decent lap, get himself on pole position again? Is anyone going to stop that Red Bull juggernaut from securing and Max Verstappen an 11th win uh, or a 10th win in a row? Qualifying will be, I think, arguably one, I could say one of the best of the year. It's a bit of a stretch, I know. But like you said, the Red Bull isn't there in terms of its out-and-out single-lap pace. It's not as dominant in qualifying as it has been in the races. Um, today, yeah, the Ferrari was, was certainly a match for it. Obviously, we don't know engine modes. We don't know fuel loads uh, to, a, to a lesser or certain extent. Yeah, if Leclerc's got poles this year, Hamilton got pole in Hungary, it's... It is beat, um, like beat, and it could easily come down to to traffic. That could that could catch anyone out, particularly in Q one or, or Q two when when everyone's looking for a toe and tripping over each other. I mean, it sort of was the way that the F three title was decided earlier today. I don't know if uh, you saw that, but yeah, it's it's going to be a huge factor in in qualifying. So I think all drivers will just be praying for getting those clean laps and and getting the times in without tripping over each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking down the list there, Carlos Sainz, as you say, topped FP2. Lando Norris coming in in the McLaren in second place, you know, so close to that time as well. It does make you wonder, though, what Max can do if he had a a clean run all the way through because it was such a stop-start session. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's what the the thing, the information we're missing right now is, yeah, Max didn't get a clean clean lap in, so we can't really use his... FP2 time compared to to the others uh, but to be fair the, the same can be said for, for Hamilton but he didn't go for the soft run at all uh, in, in FP2 he so he made a, a change in setup between uh, the two practice sessions on Fridays but immediately wasn't happy with the changes putting too much wing on and too much downforce on, onto the car and he was losing out in the straight he I think the team estimated about six kilometres per hour uh, compared to Russell his teammate who was running sort of less downforce on, on the straights and therefore they didn't have time to do the full changes in the session, did a bit of a compromise, and that's why he didn't go for that soft soft tyre run. So yes, it'll be interesting to see where they all stack up when, when it all, all shakes out. 
Looking at the different teams down the order, I mean, Ferrari, if you're, if you're Ferrari, if you're Carlos Sainz, if you're Charlotte Leclerc, then actually I think you might be fairly happy with your day's work. They're very close to each other in a championship. They're very close to each other, you know, as, a, as teammates as well. And moving forward, I mean, Charlotte Leclerc has said that he wants to stay at Ferrari for a long time if he can do. But obviously he's a, he's a young man who's been in F1 for a long enough time now. Is he going to get stuck in a rut like some other drivers have at Ferrari? Will he start to be courted elsewhere? There's rumours that other teams may be starting to try and um, and woo him, shall we say? Yes, it's well with the the driver news and driver market news that we had on on Thursday. It does rather sort of shut down his short term options. Though Mercedes is a is a closed shop at least until the end of twenty twenty five. We know that Red Bull is 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 team Max Verstappen, even though they refuse to be calling that. And obviously, he's there on a even longer deal. Would would Red Bull really want to rock the boat and, and, and risk the harmony that they currently have with with putting a Leclerc or, or say, a Norris uh, in that second Red Bull seat? And then looking elsewhere in terms of the, the top teams, well, he's obviously at Ferrari who, who are in that f- fight, okay, just behind Red Bull right now, but at, at the front. And then he'd, he'd sort of have to then look for a little bit further afield. And there's no disrespect to Aston Martin or, or McLaren, but they're both on recovery and, and improving situations rather than solidified at the front and consistent front runners. So I think short term he is, he, I think just his decisions almost will be made for him in terms of his options elsewhere for a uh, world title challenging package. But um, yes, we'll, we'll certainly want to keep an eye on. There was, there was those rumours that if Hamilton did decide to call it a day at the end of this year, that Leclerc would be the obvious and, and best candidate for Mercedes to, to call upon. But um, yeah, that, that door is shut for now. Yeah, some interesting chats going on on Team Radio as well in FP2 particularly. I mean, as you, you, you mentioned a few moments ago about Lewis Hamilton not happy with his setup, and I think the, the, the kind of message went, should we, should we keep it as it is? And he was just like, well, I'd, I'd rather come in, actually. I'd rather come in and box and we fix this one. And a little bit later on from Max Verstappen's team with his engineer saying to him, did you learn anything? And him saying, no, not really. So it seems to be like the familiar story of this season with Lewis not completely happy with setup, still trying to eke as much out of that car as he can do. And Max just merrily going about his business. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing to... Too serious to alarm, yeah, the Red Bull or, or Max Verstappen sort of team as, as they've gone this year. Um, like I said, sort of purely down to, to traffic. It's still a package. And, and of course, they've got the the history they can potentially make uh, this weekend with aiming for the 10th win, win in a row, which... Um, it It's it's still a strong favour. I can't, can't say it any other way. Don't want to sort of provide controversy but um, Pierre Gasly for example made a good point yesterday that with all these unknowns and problems that can come from from various places with like you say the, the traffic um, and just with the nature of the Monza circuit is it, this is on that on this current run that he's on this is probably one of the more harder ones to predict like, I think we've had four different winners in the past four years at Monza uh, obviously there has been some rather uh, crazy incidents and moments within those that have within those races that have created those uh, unexpected winners. But yeah, it's 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 not guaranteed. Let's say, and 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 it would be almost a cruel run of fate of Verstappen getting this far along in that run and then coming short here. But yeah, we'll find out by Sunday either way. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're at best of the rest then. Fernando Alonso, eighth in FP2, uh, way up on the order when it comes to the Aston Martin, as we mentioned with Lance having that same problem. Looking a bit further back, the two Haas cars, the two Haas Ferrari cars should mention, 10th and 11th quickest in FP2 for both Hulkenberg and Magnussen respectively. I mean, they should be pretty happy with that. Oh Yeah, definitely. The, so the Haas, as, we, as we've seen all, all season, as they well document as well, that they're, they're one that pace is, is far superior to their race pace. So, yeah, when they strap on a set of soft tyres, they should should go well. And and again, they know that qualifying is going to be all all important to them. Uh, and it's, it will be again another test of how they manage those tyres, not trying to slide or heat them up too much and chew through that that tyre and and see the degradation increase. So yeah, again, I, th- I think like they say, Hulkenberger, Magnussen, if they can aim for Q three and sort of try and cling on and see if they've made those gains with the upgrades that they've recently delivered uh, and see how they go. Alonso, you can never you can never rule him out. He's, again, there's been a lot of chat of going for that win and, and, and sort of he feels it's there. He's arguably one, been one of the closest to breaking this Red Bull stronghold and that was at, at Monaco. Um, curiously, he yeah, he was sort of putting, uh, tipping Williams and Ferrari for, for podium fights this weekend. And sure, I think Ferrari is, is, is a reasonable bet. They, they will go strong here but yeah it'll be it'd be impressive to see a Williams up there although I would definitely wouldn't rule out Albon from scoring strong points this weekend well you heard it here first he's a bit of a tinker isn't he Fernando anytime he opens his mouth you think what is he playing at for example he was saying in an article recently or uh, an interview recently that you know Verstappen's uh, exploits just how well he's done it's a bit underestimated and I think you know when he starts to compliment drivers around him you think what's Fernando up to you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice Fernando nice Fernando it'd be great to see him get a, a decent result but I also want to talk very quickly about Liam Lawson you know he had his debut in in a Grand Prix at the Dutch Grand Prix last time out when he went from 20th to 13th he's got a second bite of the cherry hasn't he to impress and let's not forget that Alpha Tauri have not confirmed their lineup so if you're Yuki Tsunoda are you a bit nervous of Liam Lawson coming through I think he would be because now that Lawson's got this direct F1 uh, opportunity through Ricardo's injury from a from a Alpha Tauri and, and Red Bull point of view it's Okay, so of course it's unfortunate for for Ricardo and and hoping to track his progress, but it's sort of a no lose situation because they know that Ricardo, once he's returned from injury, will have a few races to sort of provide a sample and see where he's at. This gives Lawson the the opportunity of one, two, maybe three races to to show what he can do in that car. And you're right, and if if Sonoda doesn't perform as as required and as expected, given it's his third year in in the in the game now and uh, outgoing Alpha Tauri uh, team principal Franz Doss has always sort of said three years is is the benchmark needed f- to get an, a driver sort of stable and and enough experience in F1 just to, to prove their place yeah they, they could even just yeah twist it and say right 
Tsunoda off and bring in Lawson and, and have Ricardo there. It's, it, it gives them opportunity. Lawson, obviously, last weekend, as, as we sort of spoke about before, it was a case of just surviving. He had just an, a wet FP3, largely a wet qualifying, and then that, that sort of crazy Dutch Grand Prix with the weather to get through. And, and he, he applied himself well and did okay. He got a penalty towards the end, but uh, sorry, in the pit stops, but on the whole, didn't cause too much trouble for himself or the team. This weekend, he's obviously got a free, full free practice session uh, to get through. He can build into the weekend. It's a circuit that in theory sort of shouldn't, and the weather shouldn't be so demanding on him. So yeah, this is a real opportunity for him to, to shine. And ultimately, he is only going to be directly compared to to Sonoda, given they're in equal machinery. So yeah, it's it's a good good test, a good opportunity for for him. Just doing some quick maths, he was around about four tenths to half a second down on Sonoda's uh, times as well in those two sessions. So, you know, we expect Yuki to be better than Liam because of the amount of time he's had in that car. Liam's also got his mind focused, although further down the line on Super Formula because he's going for the title there with the double header at Suzuka at the uh, end of or sometime around in October anyway. So he could really impress. And I suppose looking at the seats there, he'll be trying to impress just as much as he can at AlphaTauri and convince them that he's the man for 2024. Contract-wise, you mentioned a fair bit of contracts. It seems like we're going still quite some way out, seven races to go after this weekend. And quite a lot has already been settled. But who will be nervous at this moment? Who wants to impress going into, you know, FP3 and then qualifying ahead of this Grand Prix. Yeah, I think we've we mentioned one there earlier. Sonoda potentially, if if Lawson and Ricardo like particular shine over this second half of the year in that in that car, uh, when each one's in it, of course. Uh, Joe, I think, is one that is potentially getting a bit more nervous. Let's say there's there's obviously changes afoot at that team long term, but he's looking to secure his t- his future at least short term, and he ha- he is one of few that doesn't have a contract for for next year. Um, and it, it's a prize seat. It would be a- any rookie coming in would would be sort of biting their hand off to get into that car and, and obviously compare yourself to a, an experienced hand like Valtteri Bottas. So it'd be interesting to see how the team views Joe and, and whether he he's sort of earned a third year in, in that team. And I guess you can also sort of say, but to a lesser extent, uh, Logan Sargent being being a rookie, being the only rookie really standing um, after De Vries is getting the flick. Um, and, and you've got to say he, he now needs to start to deliver. He's had well, basically two thirds of a season at Williams. Sure, we're not. I don't think anyone would expect him to to surpass uh, Alex Albon's feats in that car, given again his experience and where he is in his own, just in his career. But particularly with Williams expected to go strong here, he's got to be targeting points and his first points in, of his season. And if he puts the seat the the race together, that's definitely within that car and that team's capabilities this weekend. What he doesn't want to do is what happened last weekend, which is crash at the worst possible moments. First time making into Q3 crashes. Yes, a few millimetres wide here or there, but that's that's the difference at this at this level and at that moment. And then, of course, during the race, crashing out. So he's got the opportunity he, and he'll know it and he's probably put more pressure on himself than anyone else will. Um, but if, if, he, if he does wants to take the heat off himself, this weekend is a brilliant time to deliver for that. Absolutely right. And yeah, compare the results between him and Alex, as you say, and they are quite stark as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. I want to finish this though, because I want to look at the liveries of two cars. Ferrari have got this one-off livery in homage to the Le Mans victory. And there's also Alfa Romeo, which got, I think, one of the most beautiful liveries I've seen in quite some time. 
I'm a fan of the, the Ferrari, but I, th- I think it's just because it's Ferrari at Monza. Maybe I'm just, just biased. But but given the stylings of their yeah Le Mans winning uh, hypercar from from earlier this year, they've sort of borrowed that livery and copied and pasted. But I, I think it looks looks great with the this sort of yellow nose nose cone as well, and um, just just looks 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 nice. But but you're right, yeah, Alf, the. Sauber run Alfa Romeo squad with a special Alfa livery. It sounds quite confusing, an Alfa special Alfa, but yes, it was to mark the Alfa Romeo uh, 30 Stradler. I'm going to mispronounce that. I'm so sorry, but Strad- I'm glad you did because I was going to absolutely butcher that as well. So I'll Stradale let you go. Stradale or Stradale. I do apologize to uh, Italian <laughs> listeners for butchering that. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's a special livery to celebrate the launch of one of uh, their their road cars um, but you're right I think as you sort of mentioned it, it it could be the last time we see an alpha yeah. in in that sort of guise on on the F1 grid given that the partnership of that team will conclude at the end of this year this is a throw forward to into the winter and into next year but ha- what will that team look like in 2024 like purely visual and name because the Audi name doesn't officially come in until 2026 so will they do like they did a few years ago, just called Sauber Motorsport and run like a blue-white thing back to their ages? Or do they get another title sponsor? Or do they just bring in Audi early? So we'll see. But And equally, where, where does that leave out Alpha? There was there was talk of them potentially looking to join up with, with Haas. Um, but Haas have obviously already got a title sponsor. And, and I think they're not... They're, but they're happy with where they are in terms of the money and the branding that they get. So... That's yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. But um, either way, uh, it's a beautiful looking car for this weekend, and I'm sure whatever happens, they they can go out hopefully on a on a high. Absolutely right. It's a gorgeous looking car. We shall wrap it up there, Hayden. Thank you so much indeed for your chat. Ah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for joining us for this little look ahead to Quali and of course the Italian Grand Prix. This is the Autosport Podcast. I hope you can join me, Bryn Lucas, and my guests next time. But uh, for now, see you soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.